Welcome to another episode of the Man Cave Chronicles. Welcome to the party, pal. You're my boy, boo. Yo, ancient, A podcast with interviews of amazing guests from the world of pop culture. Oh, yeah. TV. Nice. Movies. Oh, I love the movies. Comedy and more. From deep inside the Man Cave, your host, Elias. Emily, welcome to the cave. Hi, thanks for having me. Thank you for joining me today. You got a exciting little video coming out, film. Yeah, super stoked. My first, my kind of my first everything. My first time writing, my first time directing, my first time producing uh, a short film yeah, called Blue great. Yeah, um, yeah, you did a little bit of everything when I was doing some yeah. research. Uh, but before even that, you started like in the modeling career first. How did you like yeah. go from that into like one day you're like, oh, I want to go into directing, acting, producing, you name it. Well, everything, everything in my life has kind of happened by accident, actually, happy accidents. But I started modeling when I was 13. I got okay. scouted when I was at New York Fashion Week. Uh, and then I went to Japan and modeled there. And then when I was 14, I moved to New York and lived there for about four years modeling as well. Um, decided I, I wanted to give LA a shot and came out here. It was supposed to be six weeks. It's been eight years. So I just, <laughs> I just stayed. Uh, and... Uh, Got into acting kind of by accident. I mean, I had done a lot of theater as a kid. I was I was a theater nerd. I actually went to a musical theater summer camp. Oh, wow. um, so I, I actually thought that that was going to be my trajectory. I wanted to be on Broadway growing up, but it got kind of derailed when I started modeling. And that all happened so quickly that I didn't really, oh, I was 13 too. So I didn't really stop and think about like my life trajectory, but it happened and it was a great experience. But I started acting um, because I was working out with my trainer one day in LA and I wanted to get out of exercising uh, for like at least five minutes. So I told him, let's take a selfie. He took a photo, he put it on his Instagram and then my, uh, my now manager happened to have gone to high school with him and saw that photo and asked who was this girl that she act and I was like, yes, a little bit. He uh, signed me and then a month, not too long after, maybe a month or two after I booked but like kind of one of my first or second auditions ever. Um, it was a film called Newness, directed by Drake Doremus, which went to Sundance now on Netflix, and that got me an agent. So that all kind of happened also very quickly and by accident. And then writing and directing came about because, well, during the pandemic, the kind of the acting business relatively came to a halt, right? Unless as well you were a big name and they were willing to you know fly you out to Vancouver or wherever they could shoot. It, it was kind of non-existent. And I think I was really burnt out from the years of rejection as well and feeling like other people were responsible for where my life was headed. So I decided to write something. This was like in my best friend's bedroom. I, I had no context that this was going to be anything other than like a three minute video on my iPhone. So we, one of my good friends and I kind of came up with the concept about exploring love within a single night and just how that love can feel just as intense and raw and vulnerable as that that's lasted over a couple of years um so i decided to write something didn't know i could do that i i was pretty good at writing in english class but it's been a while since high school um so wrote it which was amazing and then happened to find a producer and then the balls just kept rolling like it grew every single day i had no clue what i was doing i didn't know the first thing i had been on set plenty of times and had a very clear idea what i wanted this to be but i didn't know the steps involved about like insurance and COVID testing and the right. you know, certificate of engagements and crew memos and like you know so 
that it kind of it happened by accident but as it was happening i knew it was what i was meant to be doing if that makes sense and it came yeah. very naturally and i just i was able to be so enthusiastic that i could convince other people to jump on board and then i just hired people that knew more than me and it just evolved into this thing that's now going to lots of festivals and i'm in pre-production for my next one um so so for the blue moon, like how long did it take you to write the script? I know because it's like it's about a ten minute film. Like how long did yeah. it take you to write it? So all in all, it probably ended up being like twelve to thirteen pages, probably two weeks in my pajamas in my bedroom, and it was roughly based on some of my own experiences. And then one of my good friends started dating women, and she had always told me how she didn't feel represented mm. in media and in film, and so I decided to to use her experiences as inspiration as well. And, uh, but over the course of like two weeks, I mean, it's something now looking back, I think I wish I could have developed a little bit more, but again, I had no idea. It worked out, which is great. Um, like two weeks, not very yeah. long. So the, you, you mentioned about, about your friend, like, did you get like, is the story based on your friend or did you get, or did you grab like other people's ideas also for the film? It was basically, so the concept of a love story in a single night was taken from one of my experiences, but the experience of being queer in 2020 or 2021 was taken from her experiences and her stories. And there's a scene where the two girls are sitting on top of the cars yeah. and, and both of those actresses happened to be queer as well. And, and those stories on the hood also came from their personal experiences that they shared with me. So it was a really beautiful kind of collaboration between a couple different worlds that that kind of built yeah. together one little love story. How did you go about casting and like how did you get like a budget to start filming this? Well the budget came from my college fund that I never used. <laughs> so I ended up never going to school because I told my mom I wanted to be an actress and she looked yeah. at me like crazy. So there was just I just realized like I had all of this capital sitting somewhere and I was like what am I going to do with it? It's just sitting there Yes, I could use it for something in the future, whether I wanted to, you know, put a down payment on my first home or whatever. Yeah. But I was like, why don't we? I kind of thought about it as a business model. Like, what yeah. if I just invest in my own productions, right? And then the goal is that you, you sell as proof of concept for a feature and you get your money back yeah. or it gets me an agent or whatever. But that's how I viewed my college fund. So I basically used one half of my college fund. And now the second half is being towards put towards my, my second project. Um, so that's where that came from. But the budget also, as you know, it started off now, I realized really unrealistically low because I had no idea. I mean, I ended up having like 30 crew members or something crazy. Wow. And we got a crane and I like permitted off Mulholland. It was a whole, whole thing. Um, but I, I, it ended up getting a little bit bigger than I had anticipated all in all. Um, but casting also came about. So the girl who plays Maya, Olivia Barris, and I met in acting class about five years ago. Wow. And so I knew her from acting class. And we'd always been really kind of collaborative uh, friendship. And I really liked her vibe. And I thought it was super chill. And then Audra, who plays um, Petra, they actually were good friends and knew each other. So I cast with her friends. Um, Audra had never acted a day before in her life, um, which is amazing because she just, she just won um, Best Supporting Actress at the Chelsea Film Festival which was super cool because that was an audience award. We didn't submit her for it. Um, so that's how casting came about. And, and but they also, I don't know if I could have done the story without them because their relationship was so special and the chemistry that they have with one another is something that I couldn't really buy. And, you know, each of the characters, once they were cast, were kind of molded more specifically to fit them. And 
they were also very involved when it came to how I wanted to style them and, and their aesthetic and things oh, like that. That's great. How long did it take you to film and editing and everything to get, have it ready for release? We filmed in three days. Okay. Um, because well, I, our goal was to shoot it in two, but we missed the sunset on the first day. And that shot was so, so important that we decided to th shoot a third day. Um, and edit it. I mean, we we were we were trying to make the deadline for Locarno, which is a film festival in Switzerland, which is a precursor for the Academy Awards. And uh, I had brought on a whole new post production team, kind of towards the end of this, to help me with editing and coloring and sound design and everything. And so I kind of I got the festival kind of calendar mm. a, a little late, I would say. Well, I got it right after shooting, but I did, I didn't schedule my shooting around the festival circuit, which now looking back, I'd want to do this time. So we basically squeezed about two months of post-production in two weeks. Wow. So it was insane. It was crazy. Um, and, and then you have the graphic design, right? So the press kit, the website, the trailer, the coloring, the sound design. I flew to New York. Where I'm in LA right now, but I flew to LA. Or, I'm sorry. I flew to New York um, yeah. to work with my editor. We spent about five days, about 12 hours a day editing that film. There was 12 hours of footage, which was wow. crazy. Um, and then and then we squeezed it out. I probably won't do that again unless I absolutely have to. <laughs> um, yeah, it was crazy. I was in Miami for my friend's bachelorette party and they were all out having a good time. And I was in the room, like sending back graphic design ideas and working on people's biographies for the press kit. So. So where is it? What festival is it going to play in? We just premiered at New Fest and okay. we're at the Fancy Film Festival. We're at New York Film Week right now. And we've got a whole bunch coming up soon. It's interesting. It's kind of like getting into college. Um, and they generally stagger out the notification dates. Um, but we've played at about 30 festivals so far, which has been wow. really amazing. Um, and, and we've won the Best Director a handful of times and Best LGBTQ. So, what's the, what's the goal for this film? I want to sell it as a feature, for sure. We're in talks with some distribution companies um, who potentially want to buy the intellectual property. But I think Blue Moon could really live as a feature. I think it's a really beautiful story. and. Uh, that's the goal. I think that's the goal with any short film is to yeah. make back some of your money at least and, and turn it into a feature. And I think that that's where it could really live. Now, is this something where if somebody comes up to you say, hey, I want you to write a bigger script of the same story, but make it longer. Would, would that be something you would consider? Yeah, I think if, if I would sell Blue Moon, um, I would package it with my producer, my editor, my cinematographer. Um, and then my producer and I would probably co-write the feature length version together. You know, I have a very clear idea of what I want that story to be. He's a little more experienced in the writing department. So again, hiring somebody who knows more than I do. Yeah. Um, and, and we would pump that out together, but I, I wouldn't want to make it worse. I think the only way sequels are as good as the first one is when you have the same team and it's yeah. the same writer and the same group of people. Um, so if we sold it, I would want to package it with myself and my producer as the co-writers. Yeah. What, uh, you mentioned you have another project you're working on. Can you tell us yeah. a little bit about that? Yeah, uh, it's called 13 Stepping and it follows an AA group of 13 members and how their lives intersect and intersect with one another. And the idea is to pitch this, the short would serve as a pilot for proof of concept for a series. And we do 13 episodes. Each episode would be from the perspective of one of the different characters. Oh, wow. And it, it follows all of their lives and how they interconnect and, uh, the pilot is told from the perspective of a character that I'm actually paying. Um, so I'm throwing in another job description there, um, <laughs> which is so exciting and not overwhelming at all. Um, 
but it's super exciting. It's kind of 80% based on my experiences when I was 19. And uh, it's, it's a lot sexier and more provocative than Blue Moon. It's like a lot of reds and, and dark blacks and the, the coloring school of rock was a reference for some of the coloring and those reds and the sopranos and um, like the lighting uh, inspirations are the AAC and Fight Club, that kind of dark shadowed lighting. It's a bit grittier. Um, it's, it's cool. It's really cool. And we're shooting in New York at the, at the beginning of December. I'm casting it with a mix of real people and actors to fill up those 13 characters. Um, there's some really cool music. The entire project will be scored by the band Two Feet. Um, so it's gonna be it's gonna be really 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 cool. Yeah. Now for Blue Moon. Now, if the listeners, the viewers, want to try to find it online to watch it, uh, where can they go? So Blue Moon is not out online quite yet. It will be up in okay. a couple of months due to festival regulations. You can't stream. Um, but the trailer is on bluemoontheshort.com and emilyrule.com. And then also the theme song to Blue Moon, which I wrote and uh, produced, is on Spotify. And it's called Her. And uh, it's Blue Moon original motion picture soundtrack. So they can check that out, too. Oh, that's great. How, how was it uh, fit, uh, like recording your own like song pretty much for it? I mean, again, it was really wild because I didn't know I could do that. And I actually, I recorded it with Olivia, who plays Maya. She sings all the vocals. She and I wrote it together. And I had a melody in my head that I really loved. And I knew I wanted to use an acoustic guitar from kind of the 50s and 60s, which Blue Moon ended up kind of being a representation of unintentionally. Yeah. Um, and I really love the song Unchained Melody by the Righteous Brothers and, and the sounds and that. Um, so we had the lyrics and we kind of moved some things around. I also kind of selfishly was like, if somebody was going to write a song about me, what would I want them to say? And that's how we kind of came up with some of the lyrics. And uh, it came together really beautifully. I remember the first time I heard it, I almost cried. Um, and then Travis Rapp was amazing for the guitar and uh, mixed the song. And it came out really wonderfully and fit really well into the last scene. So. It all worked out. It was great. You never know. You never know. Never so know. it's great. That's right. It's great. It all worked out. Uh, yeah. Uh, lastly, how can the listeners and the viewers find you on social media? Yep. I'm at Emily underscore R-U-H-L. And there's also a link in my bio to Blue Moon the Short, which is our Instagram handle. And there's a link to my website, which has the trailer to the film and a link to the Spotify account. Uh, so that's probably, probably the easiest way. Emily, this was great. Thank you for coming on. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. And good luck on the festivals. Thanks. Appreciate it. That's a wrap. That's a wrap, everybody. That's a wrap. Thanks for listening to the Man Cave Chronicles podcast. I finally get my man cave. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at the MCC Podcast. And our website, themccpodcast.com. Until next time. Until next time.